Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the faith to go podcast live from the Good News Festival. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the digital resource curator for faith to go And I'm Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the youth missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the family minister at St. Paul's Episcopal Cathedral in San Diego. Amazing, Maya. Yes. Maya's here. Maya just wandered up to the table. Yeah. So exciting. And welcome, everybody, to this week's faith to go podcast episode for the week leading up to Fourth Advent. The mm-hmm. last Sunday before Christmas. Yeah. Wow. Yes. December Advent 18th. Advent is as long as it can possibly be. So it's pretty early this year, December 18th. But we are here in this just giant room. With lots of people. At the Town and Country Resort. Mm-hmm. Live at the Good News Festival happening all around us. It's early in the day, so people are coming in and out. Yeah. But how are you feeling, Charlotte? I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I was here last night for the kickoff dinner, um, and that was really, really fun. The Youth Leadership Council was at the dinner as well, and so great to share the evening with them, um, as well as with Bishop Susan and Bishop Curry, mm-hmm. but, you know, Youth Leadership Council. And then today, all day, we've had volunteers coming in and out. We have the holiday marketplace. Workshops mm-hmm. are starting. And then the official youth event starts at 3.30 mm-hmm. before the festival tonight. So yes. I'm excited. And there's an enormous room with, like, lots and lots of chairs. There is. And a big stage mm-hmm. for the revival. Are we yes. calling it a revival? Is it, it is. Good. Okay. That part's a revival still. Yes. Yeah. Got it. All right. So, Maya, so happy to have you back. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for Look the invitation. I just meandered and was wandering around like an Israelite in the desert. Mm. And you invited me in. So, thanks. You once were lost. And, and now, now I'm on a podcast. That's what That's what found. <laughs> that's what being found feels like. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Maya, since you're the technically the guest, uh-huh. as every week, you have to. You are... Required. Uh, contractually obligated mm-hmm. to share a place where you saw God this past <laughs> week. Starting off with kind of a, a strong, kind of an intense one. Um, my grandfather, Jack Little, passed away last week. Um, and we went to Farmington, New Mexico to, you know, say goodbye and, and hang out with my grandmother. And we went to church on Sunday and she wasn't feeling up to it naturally. Um, but it was this church where they got married. We asked the priest the night before. She was like, ask him if you can be the one to bring me the reserve sacrament. I don't really want to see anyone right now. Like, can it be you? And I have no official, like, Eucharistic minister training. So I just outed myself. Sorry. <laughs> and we had, met, we had met the priest the day before. And I called him. And I was like, well, I'm not really expecting this man to allow me to do this. I don't know. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And so the hospitality that he had and and the willingness to do that, and then that moment where I was able to give my grandmother like the sacrament, the veil was thin. It was really beautiful. And so that was a God moment for sure. Amazing. I love that. I like that you outed yourself Mm -hmm. for doing the sacrament when it was important to do it. Yeah. And I I like the fact that that priest said yes when the Holy Spirit asked. That's right. Shout out to him. Thank you, Maya, for sharing that. We are going to talk about the gospel then, I think. Yes, we are. Uh, Again, for this upcoming Sunday, December 18th, Advent 4. But we would also always love to hear from you all. If you'd like to share your God sighting like Maya did or anything about your ministry context, maybe what you think the good news is Mm -hmm. thematically here for the festival, you can always get in contact with us. Also, any, any points or questions or comments from your story of faith discussion reflection this week on the gospel, you can always email us. You can text us or leave a voicemail. You can contact us through the Faith to Go website where you can also find all those Faith to Go resources every week. And then you can also get in contact with us on Instagram. Follow us, direct messages, tag us. But now we're going to get to our gospel discussion for this upcoming Sunday, again, December 18th, Advent 4. The reading is from Matthew 1, verses 18 to 25. Charlotte's going to read it, 
And then I'll have the smallest bit of context, Maya, just a little, <laughs> and then we'll each have a point. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. All right. Not much to say about this. We know where we are. The first chapter of Matthew. This is the very beginning. Matthew's done his genealogy. I think that's really all that's happened before these first 18 verses. Again, in Matthew's year, so we're not hearing Luke's version, which has like, a, which is much more Mary-centric. Mm-hmm. Mary dreams, the Magnificat. But this is kind of Joseph's side of the story a little bit. So we're hearing about Joseph's dream of the angel. Also, fun fact, Joseph is going to be played by George Hyde <gasps> from Maine in no. the yeah, St. Andrews by the Sea nativity play, as he calls wow. it. Wow. <laughs> So, if anybody That's wants to check that out, deal. December 15th. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. December 15th, Thursday night. So, big deal. Charlotte, I think you should go first. Okay. And I think Maya and then me. Okay. What do you think? I think okay. I am down with that. We are live today, David, so yeah. we're just going to roll with whatever mm. it is. So, Charles got the first point. So, I want to talk about this section that we hear about what Jesus shall be called, or what the baby in the womb shall be called, because we hear in here that... Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. And then later, when the baby is born, they name him Jesus. Actually, we talked about this this last week at youth group, and it's so fun having Maya on the podcast today because Maya and I also share a ministry, and our two youth groups meet together on Wednesday evenings. And happenstance, we used this reading. It was not planned. That was another Holy Spirit moment. But one of the things that we talked about was what it means to be called Emmanuel and what it means to be named Jesus. Can I borrow the sheet that we brought with us? Oh, you packed it up? Come on now, Maya. We're live, Maya. I mean. <laughs> Pull it together. So when we, when we were talking about it, Maya made these fantastic sheets that helped everybody engage with it. And there's, she's going to talk a little bit more maybe about some of the context on these sheets and the art that went along with it, because the art is spectacular <laughs> on these. Um, but as one of the reflections that we were talking about on all of it was that Jesus means God saves. Translated, it means God saves, right? But then we also have Emmanuel, which means God with us. And I love that we have this reflection in the gospel about Jesus being called Emmanuel, God with us, and that his name, Jesus, means God saves. And as I was reflecting on that, I was thinking about the things that we are known as, as opposed to what our given Mm -hmm. name is. And certainly a simple connotation might be if you have a nickname, right? Like friends that call me Charlie instead of Charlotte. Um, That would be a common one. Um, But I think, I was thinking more about the things that the people that love us 
call us, the way that we are named by them. And then as I reflected on that and I thought about the things that, you know, my children call me mom um, or my husband calls me love, um, I was thinking about what is it that God calls me? Like when I feel like God is talking to me, how am I known to God? The same way that, you know, the angel says that, that Jesus shall be known as Emmanuel or God with us. What, what is it that I am called? And for me, as I've reflected on this throughout my life, the one place where I have always felt that I am called and seen as my true self is from God. And even in my most challenging moments, what I hear God call me is beloved. Mm -hmm. And that is so, ooh, I'm feeling a little emotional about Mm -hmm. that because it's not something that we always talk about out loud, right? And so there's been plenty of times in my life where I have not made my best choices, where maybe I have hurt people that I love and care about, um, where I feel embarrassed or ashamed. And even in those moments when I have fallen to my knees and given it to God because I couldn't carry it anymore myself, when, when I feel God talk to me, God always calls me beloved. And I love that invitation in this, that we can think about how God refers through the angel, right? So the angel says that, he, that, that Jesus is God with us. And then we get to think about, well, how then are we with Jesus and with God and how are we called? More than I am Charlotte, I am beloved of God and hopefully of my family, Um, but I am beloved. I love that. I love also um, the idea that like combining these two names in Jesus, like gives us an idea of how God saves, that God saves by being like, you know, infinitely present. Mm -hmm. Just with us. God's with us, And there's something so beautiful and like so simple and so kind of earthy and like just now about that, mm-hmm. that, you know, there's something, something saving and healing just in presence in God's mm-hmm. infinite presence. So. so I am at the Good News Festival. We are at the Good News Festival, as we've said, and I look around and I see a lot of our diocesan logo, like mm-hmm. all around. Mm-hmm. And it says EDSD, the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And underneath it says courageous love. So something I want to think about or something I think about when I read this gospel is, man, the courage that both of them had, right? Mary, for sure. But that Joseph had to accept Mary and accept Jesus as his son, raise him as his son for so many reasons. Well, it's funny because didn't we change our, like, the verbiage from fearless love to courageous love? Mm -hmm. Because courage is doing something even when we're afraid, right? You will be afraid, but to proceed anyway, courageously. And, I mean, he was faced with so many unknowns. How would they treat Mary? Because, you know, Mosaic law, like, kind of dictates that she was you know, an adulteress from the outside perspective and she could be stoned, Mm -hmm. which could still be a thing. I don't know. So there's that. Of course, there's all the uncertainty with childbirth and Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. And there's just the uncertainty that comes from being a parent. When we were in youth group, I had asked Charlotte, kind of put you on the spot, sorry, but I was like, okay, person that is the only person is a parent here. And I'll ask both of you because you're both parents. Were you afraid when your partner was pregnant or when, and when you were pregnant. I'm still afraid. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? Started, Every day. It started then, never stopped. Yeah. Right, yeah. And that feeling, and that's and, and so to be a parent is to be to wake up and be courageous mm-hmm. because, man, it's a scary world out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Joseph as a subject of empire and knowing what they do to people who save people or who are such important figures 
like this, like, okay, so this is a miraculous birth. My child's going to do something amazing. What is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. You know, so on top of all of the fears of, of being a parent, because I think people have always been afraid to be parents mm-hmm. and the uncertainty of the world on top of that is like, oh man, like I know that my child is going to do something great and how will, and I know what people or specifically empire does mm-hmm. to people that do that kind of thing mm-hmm. and show up in the world in that way. And every day, and that feeling never went away. You know, there's depictions of the Holy Family where they're all so serene and tender and mild. And it's like, no, because they had to flee right, um, right after that because mm-hmm. of a dream that he had again. Mm-hmm. And then there was always an uneasiness. Like, David, you said, I'm still afraid. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and Mary continued to experience that, you know, as well, of, of being afraid and telling her son, like, stop it. <laughs> And eventually having to see him die on a cross. And so just the, the immense amount of courage to say yes to what God was calling him to do and how that's not just a one-time thing he did, but a decision he made every day to show up for Mary and for his child and for God's child, wow. Jesus. So an example to live by, but also just such a humanizing thing. Like, mm-hmm. man, it's a scary world out there, but we can wake up and, and choose to love anyway. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, that's very similar to my point. It's not. I love the the perspective as a from the parent, like a parenting perspective. I love that. Like how, yeah, how courageous it is to be. It takes a lot of courage to be a parent, but also, yeah, just so scary. Just have this little person that is like all of you and them, and they're just walking around. You just want the so much for them, Mm -hmm. you know, and just don't know how. We're all just like learning on the spot. So scary. And so I'm thinking, I love that, that kind of like very relational way of thinking about it. And I was thinking about, about it in like a, a systemic kind of way, like a um, justice-oriented kind of way, and just like the invitation of living radically. And so I'm thinking about this, this moment for Joseph of like, he like within, the, within like the rules and structures that were set up in the world, he was like well within his within his rights to do what he was going to do, right? To like quietly dismiss Mary. And it's interesting because like, it's like there's these like levels of like being radical. So like Mm -hmm. he could have, like you said, done something really violent (laughs) in (laughs) feeling maybe betrayed or something like that. And like to, for, for the sake of his own, like he would look like this (laughs) for the sake of his own reputation you know, for the sake of his his own um, standing in in the in the community, he could have very easily. Oh, there's Rachel. He could have very mm-hmm. easily just dismissed Mary in a huff, and maybe gained something for himself, right? But as maybe an act of humility, he was thinking, "Oh, I'm I'm going to be compassionate and merciful and do this thing." So even the thing that he was going to do was actually kind in a way, right? But the, the amazing thing to me is that then, like, he, an angel comes to Joseph in this dream and delivers this message from God that is, like, actually, I want you to go beyond this just, like, merciful, kind thing to this crazy thing. Yeah. To do something that is going to put you in harm's way, to something that is going to make you vulnerable as well. It's like he wants him to make the decision that is going to be so radically countercultural that he, like, can't run away from it and he can't reason his way out of it. And he's just going to have to be open to, like you said, the uncertainties of what is going to happen. But that by... And he has that option, you know? And I think that by 
but the, the whole invitation to me is like, there are plenty of, there's all, there's so many decisions we're making all the time, every day. And like, we have these varying degrees of power and privilege. And in this way, Joseph was actually using his power and privilege in a very merciful way. But then God is like, actually go beyond mercy to like something radically vulnerable. And so when we're in positions of power, the question is, what is the decision that's actually going to open me up to uncertainty and vulnerability and create some sort of justice in, in the world? And so I think that that is, you know, a constant question we're asking ourselves in big and small ways because we have those decisions to make all the time. I had another thing to say, but now I don't remember. But I think what you said was beautiful. Yeah, yeah I think that's it. And I love the challenge that this presents in Advent, right? Because Advent mm-hmm. is not a season of comfort and celebration. I no. think that, you know, that is a cultural difference in how we proceed through Advent as to what the rest of the world is doing. Um, that this is actually the readings we get are intended to challenge us. They are intended to be hard to process. Mm-hmm. And so if you take how Joseph responded in this situation, what was asked of him, mm-hmm. and you consider that this was not a small ask. This was not, you know, waiting to open your presents on Christmas morning an extra hour. This was an enormous ask that was Mm -hmm. of him. And thinking for ourselves then, what are we not responding to in that way? What injustices do we see in the world? Where do we see pain and suffering that we should be alleviating? And how are we called to affect that change? Mm -hmm. Not just in the season of Advent, but Mm -hmm. like as we continue forward. Mm -hmm. And I love that that's like one of the takeaways from this reading is like, how, not how can you be a little bit more courageous, but how are you called to go against everything that is comfortable and easy to do what is actually going to affect a change mm-hmm. in this world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I was thinking about that Advent thing. It's like the, if Advent is also, we've been talking about so much about Jesus, like asking us to be awake and aware and to see where God is moving. It's like this, the reading to me is this indication that, that God is, is saying to Joseph and to us, like, you can make you can make the decision that is very compassionate and go. But also the only way that you, like when you make the decision that makes you vulnerable, that's when you actually open yourself up to God in the world, to Emmanuel, to Jesus. You know, like that Joseph's story would have been so different if he just walked away. He wouldn't have been part of the story as much. And so, and so like when we say yes in that radically, radical, vulnerable way and giving up some of our power, then God is with God is there. Like we, if we find God in the journey, we're taking part in God's journey in the world. So, and I, I guess the last thing I'd say is also like, yes, it was a big ask and a major decision, but also I think sometimes when we think about, you know, doing justice and, 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 and acting that in the world, we might think of it on a, on, on a macro scale. So like legislation or like maybe even our communities, but like the, the way we can choose to like do God's work is all boils all the way down to our interpersonal relationships with just one person or two people. The way that we interact and show vulnerability in those relationships translate to like a wider, a wider impact. So just to consider that as well, I think is an invitation of this reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like, it's just like the, the spirit of it can influence our decisions like on every single level. Yeah. Big and small. Precisely. So, those are our three points from the Good News Festival. So fun to record live with all these people going by us and waving and engaging us and distracting us. It's very distracting. (laughs) It's really hard to pay attention. 
Um, yeah. So many people I know and faces and people. So anyway, those were our three points. Point number one was Charlotte's. Uh, and it was about being called, being named, you know, Emmanuel and Jesus and how we can recognize our being named as beloved of God and seeing that in other people too. And Maya's uh, was the second point. And it was about Joseph's courageous act of saying yes and taking part in this specifically very courageous act of being a parent. Um, but the courageous act of like loving at that deep level where we can all do, whether we have children or not, you know, we're all invited to that kind of depth of, of love in the world. And mine was the third one, kind of going with Maya's point also, just about the courageous and the vulnerable decision to be kind of radically countercultural and how we can do that with our, with our power and privilege. So having heard those three points, we'd love to hear what your point would have been if you would have been a, a guest on the podcast this week, which you very easily could have. I know. And can be. Just email. And can yeah. be. Thank you, Maya, for being here. Yeah, happy to. Thanks and for, for sauntering up to the table. Right. Uh, like I do. Yep. All right. And so we'll be back to talk next week to talk about the talk gospel. Talk about for Christmas. A, yeah. Ooh. All right. Christmas uh-huh. is on a Sunday. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we'll be talking about Christmas. And until then, we say goodbye. Bye, Bye everybody. See ya. And that's a wrap, friend. Face to go live.